What's up athletes? Zach Wagner here with another episode of the Resilient Athlete Project. Coming at you today with another solo episode, I wanted to take some time to talk about the concept of movement as medicine. I think this is something most of us have heard before, and I wholeheartedly agree, but I also think that we don't take this analogy far enough, and we don't apply some of the logic that we would normally apply to medicine to actual movement and exercise, specifically in terms of how much dosage of exercise and movement we are giving ourselves. So today I wanted to talk about all the things that exercise and movement can help with and why that's amazing basically and also talk about why we should be a little bit more precise in dosing exercise and how important that can be for maintaining health and improving performance. So I hope you enjoy this episode and without further ado I bring you an episode focused on movement as medicine. Welcome back to the Resilient Athlete Project. I'm your host, Zach Wagner, coming at you today with a solo episode. Um, So we're going to use this to kind of riff on a concept that I've been thinking about a lot, and that's the concept that movement is medicine. We've all heard that term or something similar to that, I think, in the past, but I want to take some time today to talk about how we can actually apply that to our training programs and to our recovery and talk about what it actually means. Um, You know, I think a lot of times we hear that kind of a phrase, but we don't necessarily apply all the logic that we apply to actual medication. And I think it can be useful. So I want to talk about a little bit of that today. So we all know our bodies are meant to move, right? We know the feeling of when we haven't been able to move for whatever reason. We've been stuck in the car, we've been stuck at home, on a desk, um, or we're injured and we're not able to do what we normally do, how our bodies respond to that, and how when we're able to get consistent movement, consistent exercise, we just feel better, right? And I think one thing I want to talk about, if we're going to take the whole analogy of movement as medicine, to talk about how remarkable it is that exercise and movement help so many different things. I mean, I think a lot of us have probably also heard the whole idea of, you know, if all the benefits of exercise could be bottled up and put into pill form, whoever came up with that would be a, you know, bajillionaire and would be hailed as the, you know, the person who helped improve society the most, right? Because what I did here, I just wrote down I spent like a minute just writing down as many quote-unquote indications for exercise as I could, right? So what does exercise actually help with? This is certainly not an exhaustive list, but I just literally, whatever came to the top of my head first, I just wrote it down. So I'm going to just run through that real quick, right? So on the more like orthopedic side of things, obviously dealing with pain of really any kind in any part of the body, exercise can be indicated for that. Or, you know, it helps with arthritis, with pain and also limiting its effect on the body, right? Um, Mobility issues, however you want to define those, you know, specific joints are just overall mobility in terms of ability to get around, right? It helps deal with sprains and strains. It's going to decrease fall risk, um, improve or reduce the risk of osteoporosis. It improves your strength. It improves breathing difficulties, sports performance. It reduces your overall risk of injury, you know, and then if we go on to the more general side, you know, it helps with weight loss, cardiovascular health, decreases risk of diabetes, there's studies out there that show, show that specifically strength training reduces the risk of all-cause mortality, meaning they studied people over a long period of time, 
and the people who exercise and strength trained more often decrease their risk of death from all causes by a non-trivial amount, right? Helps deal with depression and anxiety, improves your productivity, improves your brain health, reduces your risk of cancer, and just makes you more capable. And I mean, again, that's not an exhaustive list, but I just wanted to just kind of throw that out there, right? (laughs) If there was a pill that can help you with all of those things, every single one of us would take it, right? Because that's amazing, okay? I just want to go back and give some specific examples of a few things here. From a pain perspective, I haven't really shared this on, on this in detail, but I myself dealt with low back pain, ironically, towards the end of PT school, you know, um, stress on my body and everything else. Just I wasn't recovering well from it, and I was dealing with pain. And, you know, what it really came down to was just listening to my body more, moving in a more sustainable way, and doing a better job of, of dosing my movement, meaning the dosage of that medicine, um, and using it correctly. And, and I, you know, have been much better for a long time and have much more control over how my body feels day to day. And that really came down to just understanding this concept of moving as medicine and working with my dosages better. You know, if we go down to an example of something like a mobility issue, you know, how many times do we notice, you know, and this can be something, like I said, that's a real specific issue. Somebody can't get overhead, you know, so they're not overhead pressing well. They can't do a pull-up or something along those lines. What's the solution to that? Well, it's not to do nothing. It's to do that movement to a, to a degree that you're capable of for, for the moment. That's not pushing your body past what it's capable of. And then slowly nudging that up, right? So it's movement is still the solution for that. It's just understanding how, again, how to dose it. What's the right type of movement and how much of it do we need to do, okay? If we go down and think about, in general, with some of my youth athletes, improving sports performance and decreasing their overall injury risk, right? Strength training, the right movements, again, the right movements and the right dosage based on where they are in their sport, how old they are, how much training history they have. That's the solution to that. And that is what improves athletes' health and decreases the risk of injury. You know, and even some of these more general things, if we're going to talk about increasing your productivity through the right kind of movement, sometimes people will say, well, why do I, why should I take you know, even 30 minutes or 60 minutes out of my day to exercise when I could just be doing work if they're focused on productivity. Because study after study shows if you take time to specifically do, in this case, cardiovascular exercise, your productivity is going to go up. The amount of work you're going to get done in a shorter period of time and the more quality work is going to increase, right? So you can work all day long, every day, never do any movement, never feed your body well, never sleep. You know, you can't do that for very long. You can try. And you're never going to reach the levels of productivity you will when you take time to take care of your body and move your body because it's meant to do that. So from that perspective, you know, time is really the only non-renewable resource that we have. So if you're worried about productivity in your life, movement is one of the most important things you can do because it's shown over and over and over again to improve your productivity and that's giving you back your time even though you're investing your time into movement it's giving you back your time for yourself for your family for your business whatever it is right and then just thinking about when you move when you exercise well and you understand how to apply it to your life your life is just better we all know this and this is hard to measure but 
the joy in your life is just better. You're more capable. You're able to participate in things with your kids and your family and go and experience life without worrying about your body breaking down or not being able to do something. So how much is that worth, right? And isn't that worth some time every day to take care of your body to make sure that you're there for your family and that you can, you know, look back on your life and feel like you did something with it? I know that's getting kind of deep here, but but it's true. So, you know, the reason why I talk about this is just because exercise, when dosed correctly, is the closest thing to a magic pill that we have, right? And we're going to talk about the side effects of it. Like, if it's dosed correctly, the side effects of exercise are pretty minimal, right? And that's what I want to talk about for the rest of this is dosage is important. I think, again, if we say movement is medicine, we need to take that to the full degree of that statement, right? So if we're applying some of the logic that we usually use for actual medications, right? The dosage is very important. That's what you go to your doctor for. They will tell you and you'll agree that you need a certain medication. Even if it's something over the counter, it doesn't matter. You don't take multiple thousands of milligrams of ibuprofen because that's the wrong dose. It's too much. You also don't take 50 milligrams because that's not enough, right? So you need to understand that if you take 10% of the recommended dose of a medication and don't get any change or any improvement that you're looking for, nobody is wondering why that is the case. You took the wrong dose. The same thing applies to taking, you know, three times the amount of medication. If you do that and then you have side effects, nobody's surprised by that. You say you need to adjust the dose. That's the wrong dose, right? So it's pretty straightforward with that. And I think we need to think about exercise the same way. You know, I think a lot of times people are trying to improve their strength. They're trying to improve their sports performance or improve just the capacity of their body, and they're not doing enough. They're doing, you know, a short walk every day, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's a great way to move. But if you have a specific goal in mind, if you want to run, you know, a certain amount of distance or something, and all you're doing is walking, at a certain point, that's not enough of a dosage, right? And the other side of the equation holds true just as much, I think, I've said this before, and I'll probably say it multiple times again, The one of the big reasons why people have pain and injury, if we want to try to reduce it to kind of one of these you know, platitudes, is they did too much after doing too little for too long, right? So there was a spike in the amount of activity that they did, right? They weren't doing something for a long time, and then they came back to it or they started it new, and it's a specific kind of exercise or a specific kind of movement or stress on their body, and it exceeded their body's capacity, and now it hurts, right? So again, if you go from doing very little to a ton overnight, that's not going to be super successful. And again, it's the same thing. The dosage is wrong, okay? Now, there's a concept I want to cover real quick as we wrap things up a bit here called minimum effective volume. And on the other side of that would be our max recoverable volume. So this is where we're talking about dosage with exercise. It's important to understand and have some ways to measure dosage so that we can adjust it, right? We know how to measure dosages, medications, etc. So we need to understand how to measure, you know, movement and exercise and that kind of stuff. And that can be something as simple as how long did you exercise. But especially if you're talking about something like strength training, we want to talk about intensity, meaning how much weight you're lifting, for example, and volume, meaning how many times you're doing that, you know. So 
for example, if we're going to talk about like a squat, you know, the amount of weight you put on the bar is of intensity and the amount of reps, sets and reps you do is the volume, you know, so you can take those independently, you can multiply them together, for example, and take, you know, if you're doing sets of, you know, sets of 10 and 100 pounds, you know, multiply that each set, you're going to get, you know, a thousand units of volume, whatever you want to call it, right? Just ways that you can compare down the road, understand how your body's responding to things. Because I think if you're really starting out, if you're starting out with a new activity or you're kind of dipping your toe into the exercise pool, so to speak, being more towards that minimum effective volume is important. And what that concept means is that you're doing enough activity to sort of get your body to adapt. But it's it's towards the low end of your capacity. So it's good enough to get the job done in a lot of ways, but you're erring on the side of less, you know, and that's important to allow your body to adapt to new activities, for example. And then if we're going to talk about more of a performance and optimizing performance, we're willing to deal with a little bit more risk in these situations a lot of times. So we go more towards what we would call max recoverable volume. So you know, if there's an Olympic athlete, for example, and their number one priority is to do as well as they possibly can in their given activity, and they're willing to accept a little bit of risk, we're going to push it more towards a max recoverable volume, meaning we're pushing it towards the top end of what they can handle and really focusing on recovering really well because we're stressing their body a lot. Um, you know, and, and I don't want to overcomplicate things because basically if you're not moving a lot, get out and move, do something, right? Um, it doesn't have to be in the gym, but it certainly can be. So that's the number one most important thing. But if you're dealing with pain, if you're dealing with injury, if we're really trying to optimize our performance and optimize our lives, you need somebody to help. You need a professional. And that's why I talk about that's what I do. As both a PT and a strength coach, I'm here to help you figure out what dosage is correct for your individual problem, whether that's pain in a specific joint, whether it's more widespread pain, whether it's that you want to run a certain distance or you want to be able to perform at the hockey combine and your, you know, preseason hockey performance testing for college, you want to be able to do that at a specific level or just that you're looking to reduce the risk of injury. You know, those all take different dosages of activity and understanding which types of activity you need to do, which types of exercises. So, this minimum effective dose and this max recoverable volume are sometimes moving targets. And you need to understand why they move and how they move. And a lot of times that's hard to do when you're the one slogging away in the trenches every day. So when you have a problem that needs to be solved, that's I, you know, pain, recovering from an injury, performing better, reaching a certain milestone, come and work with somebody who's going to help you identify how you can dose exercise better for you okay so that's pretty much it that's all i have for today guys i want you to think a little bit more critically about what it actually means when we say movement is medicine because it absolutely is and it helps with so many things so first and foremost i'm going to leave you with get your daily dose today go out and do something have a plan in place to improve your life through movement right and if and when you need help, contact me. It's what I'm here for. I really genuinely believe that moving, taking care of your body, and understanding it better, there's almost no downside, right? So um, 
Hope that's helpful today, guys. Please let me know if you have any questions. And as always, thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next time. Hey, everybody. Just a few quick things before you take off. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and leave a review if you found this podcast useful. The Resilient Athlete Project is brought to you by Wagner PT and Performance in Lakeville, Massachusetts, where I work with athletes of all ages to relieve pain and keep them in the game. For more information, or if you're interested in working with me, either in person or via remote consult, visit my website at www.wagnerptp.com. Also, don't forget to follow Wagner PT and Performance on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and reach out if you have any questions. Okay, everybody, thanks again, and we'll talk soon.